The following podcast gimmick has been paid for by Look at the Adjective. Four kicks who's strutting now. Hello and welcome to Look at the Adjective. We ain't here to podcast. We've been victims of a subjective offside. <laughs> Only us. I am. <laughs> I am the mouth of the north, John Mack. And I'm joined as always by a man who always wears a bandana under his pork pie hat. A man who claims to be Mexican but was neither born or raised in that country. A man who does a forward roll before just about anything he does. He's Mr. Incognito, El Jefe, Mark Crowver, SA. How are you doing, mate? You all right? I'm all right, yeah. Fucking, I must be desperate if I'm getting compared to Kirkland this week. <laughs> We're running out of I'll talent on that head. roster, aren't we? Yeah, we, need a fresh in- we need a fresh injection, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> need an AEW roster with about 1,000 members on it. <laughs> oh, no. I've done it to myself, though. I started this trend and, you know... Gotta keep it going. Exactly. Exactly. Otherwise otherwise the guys in Lithuania are gonna be upset with me. Yeah, not bad though, mate. How are you? It's been a little while since we've been on the nitro train and hold my hands up, that's my fault, but you know. Yeah, it is what it is, mate. Uh, you know, not too bad, bit tired. Had a bit of a marathon session at work, like fucking fourteen days on the bounce, sort of thing. Yeah. Um we did we did have a, an interesting, enjoyable night out a couple of weeks ago. We went to see the that's mighty city in colour. Yeah. In Manchester, interesting, interesting bars, former public toilets, ones with fucking N64s a go-go in it. Lovely, <laughs> lovely old job. Yeah, it was a nice mixture, wasn't it? Yeah, you were a bit miffed. You thought he'd done us out of a couple of songs. Or... He didn't, though. He didn't. I looked I at it. We actually gave, we gave us an extra song. He just didn't do my favourite song. I think that's what he, that's what I did me in. <laughs> to be fair, on the train back at what? One in the morning, you you had you'd had a few, hadn't you? So yeah, fair few, <laughs> fair few pints. Got got a bit miffed that I did an Alice in Chains cover, but I was I was buzzing with that because I fucking love that tune and I love Alice in Chains. So there you go, there you go. Well, Swings and roundabouts, every cloud. <laughs> but from an absolute top tier performance to some cretinous performance, <laughs> we're gonna take that stroll, moonlit stroll down the moor on motorway. Take a left onto Bell End Boulevard, all the way down Simpleton Street to the end to the Cretinous cul-de-sac. It's Cretin of the two and a half, three weekish. Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Have you got one for me? Yeah, I've got. I've got. I've got. Uh, got Cretin of the Year. He's back. The reigning champ. Yeah. Not in, not in not... the main event slot though. <laughs> I don't know. You've got a couple, haven't you? I don't, I don't know what you've got to offer, so I, I'll throw him out there. I mean, we can always talk about it. You know, we can open it up in the discussion. It's not really. It's not really something he's done. Like at the moment, it's sort of, you know, it's things that he's done in the past that are now sort of coming back to bite him in the ass. An al- was, amalgamation um, of moronity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there was a report that came out the other day from various. I don't know if it. Your pro wrestling t-shirt sellers, re, re, the third party sellers, the actual sites themselves. So the two, obviously the two main companies, AEW and WWE, the, the two top merch sellers in those companies are 
in in the WWF, you've got Cody Rhodes, who's by far and away, you know, he's like the top dog, top baby face, selling shirts all over the place. And then still, even though he's not been there for however however many months it's been now, CM Punk's still the top merch seller on on pro wrestling tees, which is obviously the, the the site the site that sells you know AW stuff, blah blah blah. And yeah. I just think it's it shows the poor decisions that that guy has made over the last what two years, twelve, eighteen year, eighteen months, two years. He's let. Cody Rhodes go, who he thought was, you know, dispensable. He was surplus to requirements because of obviously, we don't know the full story, but he's obviously, there's obviously some fallout with the elite. You, you don't just go like that, do you, all of a sudden? And CM Punk, the biggest star he's ever had, the the guy who was involved in, you know, the first ever million dollar gate, million dollar pet, you know, you know, whatever it was, still, still selling the most merch on the website. And he, he thought, I'm gonna I'm gonna side with these lot who've never realistically they've not they're not living up to the pet you know what the money's paying them so I just thought it was no, quite funny really I thought it was just quite funny I think that you know the chickens coming home to roost and all that you know maybe those two guys weren't you know weren't so bad after all No I mean from my perspective with the Cody Rhodes thing I always thought he'd use Tony Khan as in like as a vehicle mm. to get him. To, Back to the big a time. level where WWE were clambering for him. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Maybe they did ever do. But I mean, I can't imagine it was an amicable split. But I mean, he was one of the found, well, the founding fathers, wasn't he? And all that, whatever you want to call it, or the four EVPs or whatever they were. And for him to now go go over there, and he's probably going to win the belt in he at Mania. I think that's that's what they're building towards. Um, that's Rock comes back. Well, yeah. Even then, I, he, I think that. And he beats Rollins. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's what they're building towards. And I think, you know, he's bet on himself. He's thought, you know, I'm not going to get anywhere here. It's not going anywhere. I've got these three gimps who are just still in his ear. I'm not going to, you know, do you know what I mean, one of them. And he's gone over there and he's made himself 10 times the star he ever was when he was there. So fair play to him. And then you've got. Punk, who is a star in his own right, anyway, doesn't need didn't yeah. need to go there. He was going there because he wanted he believed he believed in the initial, you know, project or process, whatever you want to call it, and fucked him. So I just think it's think hilarious he, how they're the two yeah. biggest stars. He, he Punk's not been in wrestling for four or five months, however long I don't know how long it was. It was when he got to let go, but um, three months is it? When yeah, three, uh, four months. after all in. Yeah, three, yeah, three, four. That sounds about right. He's still the most talked about thing in the bloody business. So, yeah, he was. He, that, that alone is enough to have, have sorted shit out and keep him around. But he couldn't fucking do shit. I mean, he's probably going to turn back up in in WWF and E and then get paid millions if he does. Fair play to me. We'll if not, just, then we'll see. Yeah. Well, he's he's having a he's having a right play around with it on a on Instagram and all sorts putting oh, stories oh, yeah, on. Oh, yeah, of course he is. Yeah, yeah. Because everyone's going, oh, they're going to bring him back as you know this devil thing on the MJF story. Oh, it, it's actually CM Punk, you know. Yeah, I've seen that. I was like, I'm not sure about that. I mean, that that'd be a hell of a fucking work, would it, if he brought him back for after all that? Yeah, and that sort of, but you know, nothing can be kept secret in that locker room, which brings us nicely onto my first one. Yeah, because <laughs> this is the AEW locker room in general. Uh, <laughs> so, for once, he's not the cretin 
Dave Meltzer. <laughs> he comes out with this statement. If you follow AEW, you know that a lot of the stuff is being decided at much later periods than previous. Guys are getting their information on what they're doing later and decisions are being made later. That's just how it is. There's times, the day of the show, sometimes you don't even know. This is Meltzer talking verbatim, so obviously the syntax is a bit mental. It's almost at times like we used to talk about WWE, which is also very frustrating for talent. A lot of guys have a lot of input on what they're doing, so they're doing stuff, but they don't really know a long-term direction. That is pretty much, you know, I can't really argue with that. However, what was underneath, which buried the fucking lockery, which popped me a little bit, uh, Jerry Lynn, who I think is a trainer there, or or an agent or something, he's put a little uh, note underneath this. It says, because wrestlers and God knows who else continue to leak info to the dirt sheets, podcasts, etc. So Tony tries to keep things confidential. You wouldn't want to know everything before you see a movie. Anyone who leaks is doing damage to the products of the industry. <laughs> not wrong. It's not wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> but that's a guy who's in the inner sanctum of, of the sort of backstage shit. And he's just gone, listen, fuckers. Stop doing about it. What Melts is saying, don't fucking. And we know where we know where it's coming from. There's so many of them in the fucking in the back in their locker room, not just a little dirt sheet fucking marks. Aren't they? It's mad. You can look at list them off straight away, and you you know you know who's in the pockets of all these dirt sheet guys. Yeah, it's, of course, it's just embarrassing. And fair play to him for calling it out. But is he going to get fucking sacked in six in a month's time or something? Because when someone spots that, that's the only problem. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but the fact is, he's there clearly. It's, it's the CM Punk sort of ideology again. Jerry Lynn's there clearly because he wants to do right for that company and make it the best it can possibly be. And yeah. these fuckers just don't take their shit seriously at all. Because as long as they get to do money. all their crap without anyone else getting involved, they're fucking loving yeah. it, aren't they? And they're getting paid stupid money for. Like the books are the highest paid tag team on the planet, I think, now. In, in either company and the fucking not on the show the shit as well <laughs> yeah oh they are shit but what i'm saying is he's throwing money at him and he's not even putting on the show which is fucking mental if you're paying that kind of money like nick jackson posted something on instagram about doing some sort of weird feud with like amiga and uh jericho they're, they're doing this at four four person tagged like an eight way or something on the pay-per-view and like some guys put, oh, that's not that great. And and Nick Jackson put, well, it was either that or not be on the show. So, <laughs> so it was, you know, is that, is that because it, do you think that's because there's only a certain amount of people that are prepared to work with them now? That you know what I mean? Because they're so problematic, possibly because I mean, people are probably going to go, uh, is it worth working with him because the slightest thing and I'm going to get fucking done yeah. in it, like, like not physically, but you know. Backstage wise, manipulation, fucking all yeah, that. Def- defamed basically. Everyone's yeah. going to call me a cunt in fucking the Observer and all this yeah. kind of shit. So, yeah, who, who fucking knows? Yeah, well, who fucking knows? The company's a shit show. It really is a shit show, complete and utter. Well, I've been saying that for a while. Now. I think, I think, I think We're a lot of people have yeah. it. Uh, I think, I think at one point I was quite optimistic about it, but now I just think it's it's like TNA, isn't it? It's like early days TNA. <laughs> A few big stars, but they're all like they're all aging, aren't they? Like Edge and I know I, look, I really like what Christian's done, but 
They're all know, like WWE. He's in, he's, in he's in his fifties. You know what I mean, like they're all old. Like they're not building anything really. It's a shame I because agree. I wanted them. To, I wanted them to be a success. But when you look at like the attendances at events and they can't sell tickets anymore, it's like it's not looking good really. But they'll not. They're not going to go out of business because he's so fucking rich. But like, it's not really exactly. going to go anywhere. That's the only problem. No, it's going to be TNA. Like TNA never went out of business. Dixie Carter had her parents plowing money into it, and then obviously somehow they've just managed to stay afloat. And apparently, it's not that shit anymore. But you know, yeah, it, that's it, what people it, say. It's already done the damage for me. It's just like mm. even dirt, when it was man. on like even when it was on challenge because it had the Russo fucking stink on it. I just thought, nah, not for me, not for me at all. However. Moving on to a less known promotion. Go on. Small, small English promotion. Sovereign Pro Wrestling, Manchester-based. Yeah, owned by one of the best, probably best battle rappers in the UK, Shotty Horror. They put out this tweet of, this is not a drill. This is not a parody. I know from what this infamous, is <laughs> From the infamous cobbles of Weatherfield, the champion of the Rovers' return, the Les Battersby makes his soft pro debut on February the 18th. Uh, it's dark and hell is not. And I'm <laughs> thinking, you, you're joking. <laughs> and they're not fucking joking. Fucking Bruce Jones, who played Les Battersby in Coronation Street, who is a degenerate fucking city fan. <laughs> he's making, and he's about 60. He's, he's making. He's not his, working, is he? He's not actually. no fucking idea. Match, surely the way they've put it out, it's like he is, but I can't see it. He's got to be just like there because it's, you know, he's getting a payday kind of thing. But... Take a bump, <laughs> Les. Take a bump. <laughs> <laughs> what? You worked with Kevin Webster? Big fucking deal. <laughs> yeah, nuts. are hanging out your shorts. <laughs> yeah, Schmeichel the dogs licked him. <laughs> Okay, now coronation state crack on the uh, on the podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, he's got he's got to come up with some sick finishing move though. Oh, the no idea what it's going to be. Yeah, the cobbler. <laughs> the Jenny, Jan, what was his wife called? Janice. The Janice. Janice. <laughs> well, his his last name's Battersby in the show, yeah. so it's going to be I'm going to Battersby you. <laughs> That'll be his catchphrase. That won't it? <laughs> be side offline. <laughs> And then, he, then, then he'll come. He'll come back in three months and he'll be like, "The Rovers have returned." Reckon <laughs> he comes out to the actual Corey theme song. That's got to. He's got to. Had he got to? <laughs> I, I, I kind of want us to go. Genuinely, I'd, I'd, I'd be up for it. Me. Where is it? When is it? Even uh, February eighteenth next year, Trinity Sports Centre, which is, if I remember rightly, in Hume. So it's not that far from town, to be fair. Hmm. <laughs> so I'd I'd be up for going just to see the see the Battersby, mate. Yeah, big draw. Do you have any more for me? Or? No, it's just it's just the the credibility of Tony Khan. Really, is his long term bucket of credibility. That's it, really. Well, that's going to carry on. <laughs> it's going to keep going. <laughs> it's going to carry on. It's going to carry on now. It's another <laughs> woo watch. So, Ricky Flair's been active in the old AEW, hasn't he? Very active. <laughs> he's, he's rocked up with it's a, as a fucking birthday present or some shit for Sting. 
That was his retirement present, I think. That was what it was. Because <laughs> Sting's, the, Sting's yeah. having his retirement match in a couple of months or something. If if you get Ric Flair as a retirement present, you'd be like, oh, can I have the fucking shit carriage clock, please? <laughs> yeah, I'd rather not. <laughs> so basically, it comes out a couple of days later. I know this is a few weeks old, but we do a segment on this cunt. We've got, we've got to mention it. They've signed him to a multi-year deal. Optimistic, that, isn't it? Yeah, optimistic as fuck, mate. <laughs> this, this, this guy could snuff it at any moment, especially with all the shite he puts in his body. And speaking of the shite he puts in his body, the official <laughs> AEW drink is the mushroom-flavoured elixir. That is Woo Energy. I can't believe he's actually managed to get some sort of major sponsorship contract for this fucking drink. Well, it's mental. I, would, I, I think old Chad Bronstein's playing a blinder here, hasn't he? He has, he definitely has. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's mental because we've been going on about his, his various woo-based fucking enterprises for a good year now. But Woo Energy's now at the forefront. We we are trailblazers, mate. Nobody was talking about fucking Woo Energy until we so brought it to the world. Cornette's talking about it. We brought it. We brought it, and we fucking we made it. What it we is. promoted it, if anything. We did <laughs> it, in, in a way, <laughs> we promoted it in a way. <laughs> so fuck knows what's going to be happening. Apparently, uh, they have good. it. Apparently, they've they supplied it in the, in the locker rooms on the commentary desk. So you're gonna see like JR going, ooh, woo energy, <laughs> one of them bad boys, little promos. Well, I was wondering what was gonna happen with that because they've had a bit of beefy gently recently. Yeah, they did actually. Yeah, they had a little few words, didn't they? Well, Rick Flair had a lot of words. JR was, you know, stoic no and you know, dignified. Yeah. <laughs> but um that's what, Rick, that's what Rick can't do, really. He's not really got that his locker. Is he fuck? <laughs> no, <laughs> he's got he's got every fucking product under the sun in his locker, but he hasn't got dignity or stoicism. <laughs> However, he's he's had a pop at JR again. Yeah, again. Oh god. Well, I think so because I think JR said something about well, like he won't be wrestling, and I fucking hope he won't be wrestling. Yeah, but he'll but, take that offensively. Where he's like, what? What? I can't wrestle. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. he's such an egomaniac. But I think JR said that, and he's put a tweet out. Fuck's sake! To uh, a couple of days ago, it says you're right at JR's barbecue about my wrestling days being over, but I'm still the coolest motherfucker in any room that I stand in. Just ask at Post Malone. Now there's a video of him and Post Malone with a shitload of fucking you know them them blue and red like plastic cups that they always have at American yeah. parties, right? Yeah. With a load of them, which are clearly full of booze or something, and he's like wooing and whipping and doing all his fucking bit. And Post Malone is looking at the floor, like, oh for fuck, not him again. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's like, oh, you're eight years, eight years old, mate. <laughs> and, I'm, and and he looks ashamed, Post Malone. And this is a man who's got tattoos on his face. <laughs> and Ric Flair made him more ashamed of that than anything. I mean, this guy, oh, my God, he's he's a fucking train wreck. Yeah, to be fair, you would look at him and think, fucking hell, mate, give it up, will you? You're fucking, how old is he now? Jesus. He's knocking 18, he's got to be. He's got to be, and he's, he's an absolute embarrassment. He really is. I know he likes to live the lifestyle, blah, 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 but 
get a grip, mate. He nearly died a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, but if he nearly died a few years ago, and you'd think, fuck it, I've not got long left. Let's just go for it. But he's been doing this for 50 years. Do you know what I mean? It's not like he didn't have his, have his time before that. Yeah, he's been partying been like, non-stop since he's like 20 years of it. However long he's been in the bloody business. <laughs> yeah, of course he has. Now, if he'd have been like a paragon of virtue before that and done fuck all for 50 years, then had a near-death experience and gone, do you know what, fuck it. I'm Let's going go out it. on a high, yeah, one of them. Yeah. yeah, I can go, you know what, fair enough, mate. You, you, yeah. you know you deserved it. But this mad twat, fuck me. It's just beyond belief now. <laughs> Looks rough as I mean I know he I know he has done for a while, but he just looks doggers, doesn't he? I know like did you see that I sent you I think I sent you a couple of clips of that Christine Cage saying he looked like a fucking looked like the death like black death or something. I can't remember what he said, but <laughs> he was right. He was bang on. <laughs> it looks like he's on death's like, door. He looks like a fucking you know, fake tanned ball bag in a fucking paisley suit. That's what he looks like. <laughs> And he's clearly had work done, and when, oh, Wendy's clearly had work done as well. God, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but it's none of, none of it's subtle. It's like McMahon's fucking work that he's had done. It's not subtle. It's like, right, I'll have my eyes done, and I'll have a facelift. But your face has been pulled so far back, it's fucking, you can stitch it up around the back of your head. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Vince, yeah, we're talking to Vince. Did you see him at that UFC event? Fuck me. Oh, with Taker. Yeah, he looked fucked, didn't he? On the cane. Oof. He looks I think like he's had he's spinal fucked. surgery or something, I think. Has he? Yeah. I think so. But he could just be an old doddery fucking... How old is he? Old old he's nearly 80. He's like 77, 78, yeah. Okay. And that's he's another cretinous thing. What? Fucking Undertaker. He's there, full three-piece suit on, but he's got a ponytail down... He's back. His fucking airline starts near the back of his head. Just get rid of it, mate. <laughs> Just get rid. Yeah, it looks awful, doesn't it? It looks really bad. You know, we're all fitting on top. I'm 40 and I'm fucking going, so I've just <laughs> bit the bullet. You know, Bobby Charlton comb-overs, as much as we love the man, are not, the, are not great, are they? But he's got a comb back and he's he's, he's not got a forehead. He's got like a fucking eight head. <laughs> He does. It looks terrible. It looks really just, get, just get a shot of it, Mark. Not you. <laughs> oh, Calloway. Mark Calloway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. I, I'm, not, I'm not talking to you gimmick now. I'm just saying, like, as a human being, Mark Calloway, get a shot of it, mate, honestly. Get a shot of it. Yeah, I know he listens to the pod, so yeah, he'll be listening. He'll be, he'll he be definitely it, does. <laughs> we don't listen to his because it costs money, so. <laughs> don't go to his dead man show or whatever it's called. <laughs> One dead I man show. Char- I think they charge for his podcast. I think it's like a fiver of Patreon per episode. I can't imagine shit. his podcast being any good, to be fair. like I don't think he's like, he's not a very... What's personality, the word? is he? No, he's not, not a lot of personality going on, is there? No. I mean, his Hall of Fame speech lasted about fucking eight years, didn't it? And it's like a, it's like a fucking lecture, wasn't it? When he fucking, he's, yeah, he had, the, he had one of them Britney Spears fucking headsets on, <laughs> didn't he? And just roaming, roaming around like he was doing some sort of self-help group or something. He fucking he he pissed me off that night. He didn't even give any thanks to Mick Foley. He's still, I've still haven't forgotten about that. Mick Foley legitimised Taker as as a genuine like. Instead of just doing the sort of dead man fucking gimmick, rising from the dead and the urn and Paul Bear and all that, he legitimised him as like fucking hell. Exactly. I, I think anyway, personally. But I do as well. 
those odd few matches watch have been great. They have, and uh, we'll, we'll be getting a few more of them in as we go down the road because we'll still be dipping over to uh, to old Vince's Vince. lot. Yeah, that's it. But so, who are we going to go for? And I'm going to include the woo in this. <laughs> well, who do you give the who do you give it to in the woo? Is it Co- is it Tony again though? Because he's the one who's bloody hired him and fucking giving all these sponsorship contracts out. I think the soft I think the soft pro thing's got to be it's it's got to be a, a, a laugh on it. It's got he's not done yeah, it. That's, fucking... Yeah, that's just crack that it is. I don't think it's yeah. credit. I don't think it's funny to be fair. It's funny <laughs> as fuck to be fair. But you just think. <laughs> If they're doing it seriously without the tongue firmly in the cheek, then you're not doing it. But not doing it. Not going to put him at an angle, are they? Surely. Well, <laughs> he's going be... to be doing fucking topes and shit, isn't he? <laughs> what, what you don't realise is since I've got a relationship, we train as a luchador. <laughs> Imagine that he turns up absolutely smashing <laughs> yeah. it, working a limb, you know, Dean Malenko style, something like that. He's proper studied the psychology of wrestling. <laughs> the Weatherfield warrior. The man of a thousand pints, Les Battersby. <laughs> it's got it's gotta be TK for his long term you know, that, that payoff on his long term booking. You know, losing his On top signing Rick Flair. <laughs> yeah. On signing yeah. Rick Flair and making Woo Energy an official fucking multi year deal. <laughs> Jesus, the optimism. <laughs> he's definitely yeah. a glass, glass half full kind of guy, Tony Khan. He's like, well, I'll get Rick Flair and he'll draw. Didn't draw, but you know, he didn't draw a fucking viewer to it, did he? But I mean, it was a surprise. But if you advertise Rick Flair, you might get a few people in 2023. But I don't know. He's, he's a lot just... of people are a bit burnt out of Rick Flair, aren't they? With fucking all the allegations. Yeah. And fucking, he's been around for fuck knows how long. It's just a problematic character, you know. He gets into he gets into businesses with convicted rapists. Nobody fucking mentions that, you know. He's away with that. <laughs> he's he's just a fucking man child who just can't own up and just take responsibility for any of his actions. It's all like, oh well, you know, I didn't really do. It's just what we did in them. To fuck off, mate. It's got to be, it's anyway. got to be that, that whole TK. Those multiple yeah. TK offences. <laughs> Multiple TK offences. Sounds like like <laughs> you being fucking, yeah. Sounds like you're being read your fucking charge sheet at the neck, doesn't it? You've uh, you've been done for multi- multiple TK offences. He's done. He's been done for many of them. Let's be honest, <laughs> including uh, putting out the worst wrestling game I've ever seen. <laughs> what the game? The game that uh, I got pelters for for saying it looked like shit, and it is in fact it shit. Just looked like shit. <laughs> <laughs> In 2003, with your 1998 graphics, lovely. <laughs> That's what it's meant to do. It's meant to be an old school game. <laughs> it's all about gameplay. Have you played it, mate? No. Anyway, moving swiftly on, we'll get back to some nitrosity. We are in uh, the home of uh, Jeff Jarrett, old Memphis, Tennessee, <laughs> yeah, at the yeah. Mid South Coliseum, the house that Lawler built, as they call it. The third of February to nineteen ninety seven. It's nitro time.
he wants it, he will get the title shot at Super Brawl 7 on February 23rd, live at the Cow Palace in San Francisco. Piper will be here tonight, and Hogan wasting no time coming out and getting center ring here, Larry. Obviously, he's got something to say. We'll find out, but again, Piper will be here. So there's, there's no main intro today. No. No opening just straight in, wasn't it? No opening gambit outcome. Hogan, DiBiase, and old Vincenzo one mil. <laughs> Apparently, Piper's in the building tonight, and they're yeah, going to address the ta- and he's going to address the title shot offer. Uh, Tony Schiavone gives it the gravitas it deserves and calls it one of the most important telecasts in the history of wrestling. <laughs> it's not like him, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> Not the greatest night in our sport, though, so, you know, that was all in, remember? Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, Hogan gets the mic. Oh, joy. Let's get one thing straight around here. All you NWOites know that we're here on a mission from God. (laughs) Number one. Everywhere I go in Hollywood, California, from the Time Warner-Turner deal I put together, from the German deal I'm putting together, and from the ultimate weapon in June that I'm putting together, everywhere I go, I hear that Rowdy Roddy Piper has been there, and Rowdy Roddy Piper has been dogging me. Well, let me tell you something. Hollywood, just like the rest of my worshipers out there, all you NWOites, you know that the WCW shot their mouth off and offered Rowdy Roddy Piper a title shot for my NWO belt. Where do they get off that? And the WCW also Let the word out that Rowdy Roddy Piper, one-legged Pete, the crippled kid, was going to be here at Nitro tonight. So, I talked with Trillionaire Ted, and I talked with Vince, and me being a man of honor, (laughs) and me being a man of my word, I said, if Rowdy Roddy Piper is in Memphis, Tennessee tonight that I would confront him because I'm tired of the lies. I'm tired of the backlash. And I want Rowdy Roddy Piper to admit that I'm the better man that I beat him in the ring. And since he's going to be here tonight, I, Hollywood Hogan, will put the NWO title on the line. Piper has the guts enough to come out here the moment I see Piper get in the building the moment he arrives Hollywood Hogan I'm going to embarrass Piper all the way into the ring put the NWO belt on the line and then I'm going to beat him right in the middle just like I did the last time
the way it goes is no matter how you put it, Roddy Piper promised his one, uh, yeah, three fans out there that he'd be here. So when he gets here, I'm going to crucify him, I'm going to put the title on the line, and I'm going to wrestle him right here on Monday Night Show, NWO style. Let the games begin. He's sticking with NWOites. It's like he's like hit the jackpot yes. with that and gone. I don't. Need, I don't need to go back to the drawing board. No, that that that's an absolute home run. That <laughs> yeah, that's that's Babe Ruth at Yankee Stadium, right out of the park kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no need to go back. There's no need to fucking put anything else out there. You can't beat NWOites. <laughs> no, and Bishop's going. Oh, do you know what Hulk? You're right. That's that's just fucking. That's top that's, tier Hulk. That's really great banter. It really is. He says that they're on a mission from God, like fucking Jake yeah, and Elwood, the Blues Brothers. <laughs> we're on a mission from God. <laughs> um, and then he tells us that he sorted the Time Warner merger all by himself, but he's not happy with the committee or Piper. They've 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 shafted him here. They've done him a right disservice. Then he mentions a kid and calls him a crippled kid. Like fuck me, man. What? Yeah, I didn't get that. I was like, what's he on about here? Like <laughs> it was at that time that he said um he helped some some kid in the uh in the audience at Wembley Stadium ninety two and then wrote an album for him. He wasn't even there. Oh that bollock, yeah, he I remember. That. Of death. <laughs> Fucking freak. He said he'll confront Piper because he's tired of the backlash and he'll give him a title shot tonight if Piper has the guts. It, it goes on a little bit, but I thought it was a bit more to the point. I thought it was all right. Is. A lot better yeah. than what he's put out recently, definitely. Oh, fucking hell, it can't be worse, can it? Jesus. Well, no, yeah. I mean, it, it, was a, it was a low bar, but yeah, fair enough. Anyway, now that Hogan's over with, let's get to some action. Yeah. We get more matches. <laughs> Quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's, we get the Ultimo Dragon, no belts, with Sonny no. Ono. Versus Ray Mendoza Jr. That's like when you wore the Ray Mysterio off wish, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Buyaka, Buyaka, 939. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck's Ray Mendoza, by the way? I will tell you, Mark. He is <laughs> Villano Quinto. Not to be confused with Villano Quattro, a.k.a. Four, who we will see down the line. Right. He looks a bit like Jack Briscoe facially, but has to build a Dino. <laughs> he is the fifth Mendoza brother to wrestle under the Villano gimmick. Right. His dad is a no Villano wrestler, but he has, has good heritage and is a genuine star in Mexico. All the Villanos are. He usually wrestles under a mask. Mm. Okay. But we'll see his brother, Villano Quattro, down the. Down the line. Down the line, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what did you think to this? I thought it was like a standard technical cruiserweight start. Yeah, it should, yeah. It was, it was not offensive, quite technical, like you said. Plenty of holds and transitions into new holds and stuff. I thought it was all right. Yeah, you know, I thought Dragon looked pretty good in it. To be fair, I think he, yeah. I think he's, you know, he's some of his offense really good, like little handspring stuff. I thought he did a really cool, like, sort of off-the-cuff dive as well that wasn't, like, set up for ages. He sort of flew in off the camera, which I thought was cool. 
I like yeah. that spot because he was he fakes a dive, doesn't he? And then Mendoza yeah. sort of ducks on the outside, but then Dragon telegraphs the fucking duck yeah. and just hits him smack straight. Yeah, to the I thought floor. that was cool. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was a good start. Like it wasn't fucking. It didn't go long, did it? I mean, it wasn't a, a Broadway match or anything like that. But it showcased Ultimate Dragon, gave that Mendoza geezer a few bits. Not too much, obviously, though. But I think he I'm, got a concussion. You know. Do you think? Because there was a bit where he bumps hard on the rail from some tope, but dra- the dragon, when he got him in, back in, he sort of kept him grounded and put a hold on him for a bit. Well, I think he got his yeah, bearings back. to come round. Yeah, maybe. So, for me, this goes against the Brian Alvarez statement. This is probably the best match I've seen with a guy who possibly got a concussion in the first <laughs> minutes. So... <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? What was it he said? That's probably the best match I've ever seen where someone has a concussion. What? <laughs> it was a Mexican arm drag by Mendoza. Yeah. Seven on the Guerrero scale. Anything above? No, oh, anything, anything above seven. Say level or above is pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. He gets a brief comeback. Uh, he does a, uh, gets a Frankensteiner, which sets, sets up the Dragonsteiner, and mm. the Tiger Suplex puts uh, Mendoza away. Inoffensive, decent. Yeah, you know, but it was good. Crack, crack song. Trying to build up bit... Ultimate Dragon again, aren't they? I suppose. I think they need to. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's got he's got that sort of physical charisma, only that sort of star quality. I think. Yeah, it's not quite Ray levels, but he's not. No, too but he stands rough. out, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. There's a bit where he started talking about Piper, and Tony said that that strange dialect that he was speaking. <laughs> Yeah, it was a strange dialect that uh, translated as it's not over yet. <laughs> what the, what fuck? the fuck? Was it was that when he was going? He was like, oh, it was like it was like fucking Irish. He's just gibbering like a knobhead. He's <laughs> talking shit, aren't they? Then we get we get a treat next. Yeah, just what we wanted. The Glacier Mint versus Young Billy Kidman. Yeah. Younger, young and botchy Billy Kidman. <laughs> yeah, he's had a few stinkers, hasn't he, actually? He's, yeah, to be fair to he's, him. He's green, though, isn't he? Oh, has yeah. This, has, this, has this fucker not disappeared yet? His entrance is longer than his fucking matches and just as shit. They're all the same as well, aren't they? Every match it's exactly the same. <laughs> he starts doing his nonsense shadow fighting. Bell's not even gone yet. <laughs> He's getting in early because you know, you know time constraints and all that. <laughs> no, so's a fucking drop kick, then just kicks, does shit slaps, more Little kicks, arm strikes, and all that. It's garbage oh, stuff, God, isn't it? God, he is shit. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> fucking Kidman gets a head scissors. He barely sells that. He goes up top. Kidman eats another kick on the way down, and then uh, he gets p- pins in for free. It was fucking wank. It was terrible, wasn't it? Like the one before was how you do a, a sort of quick, quick squash. This isn't how you do it. <laughs> well, no, he just he just had the fucking wrong people in the bastard ring. God, he's dreadful. He is terrible, isn't he? And then he does he does even more fucking shadow fighting. So just fuck of course, Kel surprise. <laughs> I, I love uh, how they were like try like they thought they were building like some sort of special character up here, and he's literally just gets nothing, like no reactions whatsoever. No one gives a fuck about him. He is just a joke. Shall remember that interview where he said uh, WWE are cartoony and used yeah. mad names? Oh my guys will use the real names. It'll be less cartoony. I'm like, you just fucking got 
got a guy and spent thousands, hundreds of thousands of quid to try and be sub-zero from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Fuck me. You can't get any more gimpy and gimmicky than that. <laughs> oh, man. So the NWO have got a denim jacket to flog. Yep. 80 no. fucking dollars, mate, plus a 10 of PMP. That's a lot back then, isn't it? That's, that's fucking how much it'd be now. Mate. Imagine if you could get hold of it now, it'd be about three, about a grand, probably, something like that. You wouldn't wear it, though, would you? No, <laughs> you fuck? Arn Anderson with his fucking... His hogwild <laughs> That's better. I'd rather have that. <laughs> Up next, though, we get a man who I quite like, some weirdly. He's just sort of a little guilty pleasure of mine. That's Ice Train. Who's fucking body popping and all that? I fucking love his tune for some reason. <laughs> yeah, but you've put him against La Parker for fuck's sake. We've, have we seen him before? Yeah, his name translates as, as the jacket. He looks like Skeletor from He Man, doesn't he? Yes, he does. <laughs> I've genuinely put that. I've put the jacket comes out looking like Skeletor in the Masters of the Universe film with Dolph Lundgren. Not the cartoon version, but like the, the, the fucking live action thing from the 80s. It does, it does look like it. Which is a fucking belting film, I must have. <laughs> We've not seen Big Ice T for a bit, have we? No, quite quite a joy. He's looking fast and fucking powerful, isn't he, in this one? Yeah, yeah, and Teddy's looking fat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Teddy's ballooned up, hasn't he, over the time we've been yeah. watching it. He was quite skinny he when has, he first started. <laughs> he is expanding rapidly. That gas he ain't got, got the gastric band money yet. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because sometimes like I sometimes I strain like last few times he's been there, like Teddy's not been there, and then Teddy's like you don't know who's in Teddy's little group now. He's sort of you've lost track who's in it. <laughs> I don't think Teddy knows, to be fair. <laughs> Just he just up. turns up. Uma <laughs> with this bit. Yeah, go on. It, it, I didn't mind this. It was like standard was power right. versus speed thing. I thought fucking uh, Ice Train, old big train, he fucking hit an impressive leapfrog. Oh, yeah. Athletic. Very athletic, wasn't he, in this one? Fast. Yeah. Strong base, powerful. But he was... Fu- he, there was some bits of it where he, some of his power out, he was doing like deadlifts with fucking this Leparka guy midair and stuff. It's like he's not small considering he's a luchador. He's not like he's quite no. on the bigger side of him, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, Leparka. I mean, he gets battered, Leparka. Let's be honest, but he gets a uh, few Leparka, bits in. He does. He gets his spinning wheel kick in. He gets a top rope wheel kick in. Corkscrew plancher or whatever it's called. <laughs> plancher. Well then. But then, yeah, when he when he catches him off that crossbody and then just does like the Mark Henry world's strongest slam, that's fucking me. I'm thinking that's finished that. It should have been, yeah, yeah. I was thinking, but they 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 cut to the back, didn't they? That was the only problem. That was probably why they didn't. Yeah, it was weird. So we we did cut to the back. Outsiders are standing over Luger with steel bars. I don't think that was Luger. You know, it didn't look like Luger. I've heard they've done. Do you know, remember the, when the player, yeah, the, I think they've, that's the same guy. I think it's the same geezer. Yeah. <laughs> guy a, attacking backstage. <laughs> well, have you still got that blonde wig from when you were flared? Stick it on again. You know, oil yourself up within an inch of your life, and then you'll be all right. You'll be, you'll be Luger. Yeah, we won't show your abs because you're going to look as ripped as him. <laughs> no, stay motion like Luger does, and you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, Luger definitely couldn't turn up that way. It's gonna. It wasn't him. I swear, it wasn't him. No. And then they said, like, Luger was meant to be against Jarrett later. And then there's a big splash by train for free. It went a little longer than it should have done. The slam should have finished him, in my opinion. But it was mm. all right. I thought it was all right. Not not too bad. 
So, instead of actually going backstage to see what's happened with Luger, Gene brings out the fucking horseman for the 6,000th fucking week running. Bored of it now. Yeah. with you here tonight on Nitro. I've noticed over the last week and a half, the last 10 days, that we've seen something that we haven't seen as of late from the horsemen, and that's unity. Earlier on, you were at the center of tremendous turmoil. Now I think you're one of the reasons that this elite group is back together again. Gene, it's been quite evident that the horsemen have been going through a very difficult transitional period. Not only have we been plagued by injuries, but by a lot of miscommunication and internal disharmony. There's a flip side to every situation, though, Gene. The flip side is that by going through all these trials and tribulations, you find out exactly who your friends are. You find out exactly who you can trust, who you can count on. The biggest accolade I've ever achieved has been being made a horseman. I take pride and being a horseman. It's been a pivotal week, Gene. I know exactly who I can count on. Mongo, the nature boy, the enforcer, Deborah and woman. Gene, I wouldn't want it any other way. The horsemen have a new perspective. All right, uh, woman, certainly you can shed a little light on this because I think you like the environment a little bit more. I like the environment a whole lot, except for one thing. Miss Jacqueline, <laughs> you came on this scene talking about you didn't like what I did to Kevin, and you're here to comfort him. Well, girl, you go with what you know. But just remember one thing. You got my leftovers, girl. Please, that's a little strong. Steve Bongo McMichael, we don't know what the status of Lex Luger is, but everybody's interested. Give me Mike Slappy Boy! Oh, you want it back? Listen up, people! The Horseman couldn't be a more tightly knit unit. Anytime you two, Crippler, woman, anytime you two need Mongo, just dial up and I'll be there, baby. You two, Nate. And that's right! Everybody just saw what happened to Lex Luger out there. Ooh, I'm so ashamed of what the NWO did. But let me tell you what! What would you fans think about Mongo taking his place against Jeff Jarrett tonight? Oh, I know you love me, baby. I know you love me. And if the executive committee is listening back there, please let me show the difference between a Shetland pony and a four horseman tonight. All right, uh, beauty queen, Deborah McMichael, certainly you've got some things to add to all of this. That's right. I mean, you know, I'm not the one to brag on myself, but I have won 318 pageants, and I did this by scoring the highest in beauty, well, and we know how stunning I am, and by scoring the highest in interviews, well, I happen to have an IQ of 145. Can <laughs> I say anything more about that? And I scored the highest in swimsuits. So Pamela Anderson just wished she looked this good in a swimsuit. Miss Jacqueline apparently does not know she's out of her league here. But you know, I'm not the one to gossip, and you didn't hear this from me. But apparently, 
when God gave out faces. She thought that they said cases and said, I'll have a leather one, please. Oh, please. But, oh. Oh. but you know what, though, Jean? I do feel sorry for that poor little mind of hers all alone in that great big head. But you know, honey, you shouldn't let people say, you know, you, you do have a great face. You really do. For radio, that is. You can never take a breath. Nature Boy, wrap it up, pal. Me! Gene! Talk to me. They say sometimes that familiarity breeds contempt. Well, in this case, we've worked through it all. We are reunited. Right now, as I speak, double A's laid up in the king-size bed with number one, Aaron. He's watching us resolve all problems. He need not back up Benoit. He need not back up Mongo. But now let me deal with Kevin Sullivan up close and personal. Devil, she wore me out, brother. Caused me to hurt my arm. Benoit took over because he's a better man. Jacqueline, nobody with a boyfriend named Shorty walks next to the nature boy. All right, I think uh, the nature boy... Has- no one, though. Yeah, well, he got battered up. He got beat up the other week, didn't he? So maybe he's just at home recovering. <laughs> Gene says he's seen Unity for the first time in a while. I'm not sure I've seen much of this unity, to be fair. What we a week, maybe. <laughs> so Ben chips in first, wooden as ever. He said there's been miscommunication and internal disharmony. And he said he's found out who he can trust. But all I could do was look at the feathered mullet on him. It's beyond disgraceful. Did you hear he was like we've we've gone we've gone through a transitional period with a lot of injuries. I thought that sounds like United that a <laughs> <laughs> new coaching. Got twenty five percent stake bought in by Jimmy Hart. <laughs> he's brought his own men in. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna look after the wrestling side of things. <laughs> and Anderson's gone. Yeah. And Anderson's gone, so CEO's retired, like he's like he's stepping down. <laughs> okay, now then we get woman next. She says she likes the environment, but she doesn't like Jacqueline. Mm. She gets she gets all ghetto as fucking snaps her fingers and does all that girlfriend yeah. kind of stuff. And uh, says Sullivan is her leftovers, which yeah. you know I didn't think it was that bad by a woman. To be it wasn't fair, too bad. It's a lot better than what uh, Deborah does. Well, <laughs> yeah. Mongo's up next. He called Gene <laughs> Slappy Boy. Is that because he's bald? I'm guessing. Must be. Um, he just witters on, and he says that he's got their backs. Mongo wants Jarrett tonight. Now that Luger's fucked, so he can show the difference between a Shetland pony and a four horseman. Which I didn't think that was a bad line. Actually, no, it's not too bad. Actually, it's not a bad line. Two, two babies in there. Adequate. Yeah. He did. Yeah. He did his bit. <laughs> did his bit. Roboto moving swiftly on. Um, <laughs> fuck, he just blah 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 and booze. Loud booze. So, <laughs> Flair pops in. Familiarity breeds contempt, but they're reunited. He says, Arn's fucked up in bed. He calls out Sullivan. He says, woman wore him out, i.e. Flair. And so Benoit had to take over, just making out her to be like, 
An absolute fucking nympho, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, he's a, a dirty old bastard at the end of the day. We all know. <laughs> yeah. But at the, end of the, at the end of the day, mate, this is fucking six minutes of pointlessness. It's just, uh, it's just irrelevant, and it? it's not going anywhere. It's the same thing every week. But I'm trying to be positive and optimistic today. So on the bright side, it is shorter than a raw promo. <laughs> what a Helmsley, Helmsley opener. <laughs> yeah, go make a cup of tea, and he's still fucking talking <laughs> in the cack pit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I've, I think I've seen this promo about six times now, and I'm like, yeah, like you, yeah, I'm a little bit bored of it. Now. Yeah, <laughs> they've just slightly changed the narrative that they're all a unique, <laughs> like cohesive unit now. That's how they're sort of developing it. But they've not actually what? shown any development in there as a group to oh. show why they're unit yeah. anymore. Which make you know, absolutely <laughs> not. It's just an excuse to get flair out so people don't fucking forget yeah. who he is, kind of thing. I think because like without flair in art, it's just bobbins, but. You need both Flair and Arn. You can't have one without the other. I don't think. In that, in yeah, that you need system. you need that serious edge with Arn. You know when he comes in with his little yeah. two minutes, but, but it's not quite the same without him. And um, it's not the same without Flair. Like you need you need Flair to be the fucking just be Ric Flair. Like, yeah. but I don't mean Ric Flair as in you know touching up women and fucking windmilling his cock and you know getting into the weed business. I just mean like classic wrestling Ric Flair. Yeah. Definitely. However, it perks up a little bit. We get Harlem Heat with old Mr. Sherry versus the fucking Steiners, mate. Now you're talking. Now you're talking. Yeah, this was uh, this was looking good, and it fucking was good. <laughs> it fucking was to mate. a point. To a point, anyway. Well, the faces of the pubic enema are both in the crowd. Yeah, just just fuck off, pubic enema. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure they do fuck off soon. Hopefully, so good, good. So that entrance by Harlem Heat, where they're both fucking fired up, Booker, Stevie, and Sherry, is just fucking mint. Talking yeah. shit into the camera, it's top tier, isn't it? It's one of the top tier entrances of a protagonist you've ever had. It? It's got to be. I think so, mate. But no, no studded leather for Scotty Steiner this week. <laughs> he came out in a fucking fringed Adam Page jacket. <laughs> It's fucking appalling. <laughs> he's still getting bigger every week, though, isn't he? Fuck me. He is. He's, he's getting bigger the same amount of speed that Teddy's getting bigger, but just in a very different way. <laughs> yeah, in a different way. <laughs> so what do you reckon to this, then? Quality. Quality yeah. for five minutes or so, or whatever it was. Fuck. Just four I... blokes absolutely beating the shit out of each other. Class. I could watch it all fucking day, me. I'd love to have seen it come to a finish, but I, I understand why. It's just Scotty and Booker started it off. They're fucking class, just clubbing each other, suplexes a go-go, fucking Harlem sidekicks, fucking class. Everything's connecting properly. And then you get um, Rick and Stevie. Stevie absolutely battering Rick, clubbing the fuck fucking, out of him. His fucking headgear came off. I know, he absolutely was battering him. It was class. And you could just know, you just knew that these guys are going, right, lads, just, we're only getting five minutes here. We might as well make an impact. So let's just fucking have it. And it's just quality. 100%. <laughs> and then he's probably gone in the back and gone, nice one. Nice one, guys. Do that again sometime. <laughs> <laughs> and just some of the suplexes, though, they're fucking just picture perfect. Like, like, 
I'll never get bored of seeing that like that catch suplex by Rick. It's just absolutely world class. That it's absolutely been self in it. There was cool. even that 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 sort of pickup suplex as well by by Rick was mint as well. It was just yeah. it was just class. It did did get ruined though for me by the fucking running. I didn't really understand it. I don't really get it. I thought they're all like, do you know what I mean? Why are they all attacking each other? I know they've had some bits in the past, but surely they should all be, you know, coming together for the to go after the outside. Yeah, you? that's what you'd think, but I suppose it gives them a both out. They don't even need one of them has to lose. I mean, that's true, but I think it's like they, these four are the four guys fighting for the number for one yeah. contendership. I mean, I I loved it. Yeah. The only gripe I had was that I, I wouldn't mind if the faces had fucking interfered. Not them. The other two twats. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah, they can fuck off. I thought we'd, we hadn't seen them for a while as well. I thought we'd sort of seen the back of them, but obviously not. They're probably do, are they going to do like a four corners tag match at Super Brawl or something like that? I hope not, but I, I wouldn't have minded seeing it like a, I don't like we don't like three way tag matches, but no. I think Steiner's Harlem and the faces would have been naughty. Yeah. That would have been good. But to be fair, mate, bit of silver lining. Both of the pubic enema are dead, so. <laughs> and good fucking riddance. <laughs> However, next up, we get Dino versus Mike Enos. <laughs> what a penis. <laughs> That's the one. Don't mind a bit of Enos penis, to be fair. I think he's all right, when yeah. He, when he has someone to lead him, He's decent. I think he's good. I think he's good. And I was hoping we might get old uh, Dickie Slater out and get the get the old switcheroo going on again. That's how old we Remember that? <laughs> couldn't even couldn't look less less different if they tried. Not <laughs> a fucking foot taller than him. <laughs> um, I thought it was quite good at the beginning. Now, like obviously Dean Dean's normally like the pace setter, isn't he? But Enos is obviously he's got that natural size over him. I yeah. thought like Dean really sold the the fact that he was like struggling to work him out early on. I thought he sold that really well, even, even in his facials. I thought were really good. He's normally quite stoic, but obviously because yeah. it was like a challenge in front of him, you could see like little facial expressions. I thought it was quite good. That it was very subtle, but he's quite a subtle worker though. Yeah, in the way he does things. The only gripe I had with it, to be fair, is why the fuck is Enos in for the cruiserweight belt? Yeah, he's no way he's a cruiserweight, is he? <laughs> <laughs> he's at least he's at least been two fifty or something. Got to be, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Dean, obviously Dino's working him over, classic Dino. Yeah, but so if Enos gives it back and he and he gets him in a headlock and he actually properly works it like nicely, yeah. just keeps all that headlock style, is it? No, he catches Dino for a slam, but Dino comes back and tears up Enos's arm. Absolutely tears it yeah, up. Works it over. It. Yeah. Then it cuts to uh, off his tit six, mooching through the crowd. Look at me! He nicks the fucking cruiserweight belt and gets off. That's his gimmick now, isn't it? He just nicks stuff. Yeah. He just nicks all the belt. All the, put, the, be- the belt thief. <laughs> the belt collector. <laughs> exactly. So I'm assuming it's uh, Dino versus six, six at Super Brawl. Yeah. Enos is on top at the, at the time, so Dino's none the fucking wiser. Cappy's none the wiser. Um, <laughs> I thought it was a bit weak to do the same angle, though. But you know, if it's you know, it just shows. I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to put him up as, as a chicken shit heel, but Dino gets a roll up for free. I thought it was all right. Yeah, it was good. It's good, and obviously, it's, it, 
as much as I think, you know, it's the same angle, but it's still building to something which they don't usually do with the undercard. Yeah. Well, hopefully we see some development on it next week. Obviously, Dean's not going to be happy with that. He's absolutely, that's his prized possession, isn't it? The fucking cruiserweight belt. He loves that thing. Um, but the issue we're going to have, like, don't get me wrong, I like Waltman. I think he's good. But when you're putting him in against Eddie and Dean, you can notice the gulf in class. Hmm. I'm wondering if this one, though, because it's not going to have that, it's not going to be high fly. Well, he's going to be the high flyer, isn't he, compared to when he had Eddie. Yeah. Eddie was the much more proficient high flyer. So With Dean, out, he, maybe, maybe, that, uh, maybe that helps him. Maybe that'll be a better matchup. I think I think it could be anyway, because Dean, I don't think we've seen him have a bad match, really, have we? Other than maybe that Disco Inferno match, but even that was just because they probably gave a bit much, that was all. Yeah, but to be fair, Enos held up his end of the bargain. Yeah. Didn't think Dino sold it great at the end when he's told uh, the belts next, though. Yeah, it was just sort of, ah, uh, like, you'd think he'd be a bit fuming, wouldn't you? <laughs> it just wasn't. You would, but next we get old Gino. Yeah. He's on the ramp with Sullivan, Miss Jacqueline, Jimmy Hart, right, is We didn't know who she was last time, really, did we? Because it was very short appearance. Time at a great city, Jacksonville, Florida. Ladies and gentlemen, and uh, Tony, Bobby, Mike uh, at the broadcast table, we try to put things in perspective here. One month into 1997, you take a look at the turmoil created by the NWO. We just saw it moments ago. Of course, the four horsemen are back together again. And then out of left field, last week from the Dungeon of Doom, Jimmy Hart, Conan, this young lady, I understand her handle is Miss Jacqueline, and Kevin Sullivan... You you got to know I don't wear blindfold because this thing has been going on between you and this young lady apparently for quite some time. I understand it goes back 10 years, and who knows what happened 10 years ago behind closed doors. You know, I thought we were going to move into this spot because the horsemen were unraveling. But I'm the leader, and I let my personal life unravel in front of me. Well, when I was crumbling and when I was whining, I forgot where my strength really lied. You know, she was there 10 years ago. And just because it's hard on me, I'm going to make it hard on everybody else. You see, before the dawn, the darkness comes and she's always been the light in my tunnel. I bet she has just Jimmy Hart. Taskmaster, you know that women in professional wrestling are nothing but trouble. And I hate women in professional wrestling. And as you can see, I think she's here for another reason. And I'm going to get to the bottom of it. Sometimes I think you hate women, Jimmy Hart. Conan, your thoughts on this? Orale, vato loco. That's a fine ruka you have there. Uh, a ruka? But we need to take care of business. Forget about trivial matters. We need to destroy the four horsemen, D.O.D. style. So I'm going to ask you for a favor, Taskmaster. You got some unfinished business, that punk Chris Benoit. Let me take care of that unfinished business so you got more time with this unfinished business. Eva Dungeon. Speaking of unfinished business, is it, is it Jacqueline? You don't have to do that on television, lady. Listen up. Unlike Deborah McMichael, I didn't have to go through plastic surgery to get a body like this. I went to the gym and worked long and hard for this 
body. It's all natural. Well, in all due respect, we don't know anything about Deborah McMichaels, but yes. And Nancy, you just jealous of me because I took Kevin away from you. Honey, get over it. Please get over it and go on with your life. See, while you were doing all that traveling, I was with Kevin Sullivan. Seems like you're still with them there, sweetheart. Well, let me tell you something, Benoit. This isn't going to end tonight. I can guarantee you this. And, oh, one more thing, Flair. I heard when you said, Nancy wore your arm out. I'm sure that was true, because everything else with you is either dead or doesn't work. We're gonna, oh, uh, my goodness. Typical case here of cryogenics. Oh. Uh, yes, you were going to say something, Jacqueline. And, Nancy... If you stick your nose in my business, I'm going to beat you like you stole something. What's with the belt? Don't you worry about it, Dean. Yeah. Well, my idea of a belt and her idea... She's got a whip or a belt or something, I think, at the time. Gene yeah. wants to know the behind-closed-doors stuff. He's a fucking perv, him, isn't he? <laughs> Proper perv. Of course he is. I thought this was pretty decent by Sullivan. He said he forgot where his strength lies because he put personal before business. I thought that was good. Mm. He said uh, she's the light in his darkness. Hart just comes out with, I hate women in wrestling. <laughs> so What was that? He's just been <laughs> Larry Tabisco for a bit, isn't he? <laughs> Conor gives it some like R rolls. He just rolls his, like, rolls his eyes like, hello, kind of thing. <laughs> And says he needs to concentrate on the horseman and let him take care of Benoit. Jacqueline says she's not had plastic surgery like Roboto to get her body, as she points to her clearly enhanced top set. <laughs> I was thinking that. That's definitely, there's definitely been some work done there. <laughs> she says, I thought she was a good, decent promo, though. Decent little promo. Yeah, not bad. If, yeah, give her 20, 30 seconds. Yeah, not too bad. She says, Nancy's jealous because she took Kevin away. Uh, I'm pretty sure Benoit got the jump on that one, to be fair. <laughs> he's, been shagging, he's been shagging her for months. <laughs> the sad thing is, this is just Sullivan just airing his failing marriage on TV. It's mental. Mental, yeah. And after, after, had it all, had it all split up at this point, or is this, it, was this like what caused it, or what? Like, because it is very close to the bone, isn't it? It's very, yeah. Um, from what I can gather, watching his like uh, timeline and stuff, kayfabe commentaries thing, he said they were distant at the time, and it was just to get her to do something, and mm. then it just sort of spiraled from there. You spend that much time with someone on the road, you know, mm. it's the lead, it's the leader edge thing, I guess. Yeah, I suppose he said like. Because Flair said something like Nancy wore his arm out, and Sullivan says, "I'm sure it's true because everything on you is dead or doesn't work." About Flair, which I thought was funny. That was good. That was good. (laughs) I thought Sullivan was really decent, and so was Jacqueline. Yeah, yeah. Conan wasn't the best, but he wasn't. He wasn't fucking like Benoit bad. So next up, we get a returning DDP, lovely. Versus, I thought he got an absolute monster pop. Yeah, of course he did, yeah. Was it Pyro Tarrant? popping off. I think it was Tarrant. Do you reckon? I don't know. I don't I don't I don't I know what you're thinking might be Tarrant, but I don't know if it was it didn't it didn't get as much of a reaction as it probably I thought it would. Should have done. But we get are you gonna give that Tarrant then? Going for the old Chrissy T on DDP. I think I'm gonna give it to him because it was just like it was just the, the early murmurings of just an absolute 
star coming along, isn't it? They've, the turn's yeah. happened and they're just ready for him. But he's against number three of the Lou Diamond Phillips tribute act, Old Renegade. Page comes out, he's cool as fuck. He's using charisma, he's, as always. Renegade runs down like, you know, a Burke, like a pound shop ultimate warrior. I'm, I'm <laughs> open. I thought this should be short. I'm fucking hoping it should be short. I'm, I'm dragged by the Renegade, sloppy 6.2 on the steamboat. Yeah, want the want the best. Page tees off, but Renegade gets a handspring elbow. Page crotches him up top and hits an absolute monster diamond cutter for free. That was fucking mint. Top rope. Absolutely meant that. God, what did Mike today it... call it? The, the the destruction cutter. I can't remember what he called it. <laughs> Fuck knows. But it was mint. That's all you need to know. It was fucking mint. Well, it did look good. I love how he just innovates the way he hits it every time. It's so good. I thought it was it was short. It gets Paige in the diamond cutter over again. You know, job done. The outsiders are on the ramp with the pipes. Nash's got a giant T-shirt on for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> that was a bit weird. What was, Paige... what was, Nash, what was Hall's T-shirt? Well, I couldn't figure out what his was. Was that Hogan T-shirt? Probably. I didn't really spot that one. I just spotted Nash's one. It's a giant in big letters. I thought that was a bit weird. I thought it was weird that the giant had his own merchandise. He's not even got his own fucking music. <laughs> That's true. Very true. Page though, he looks he looks afraid for the first time. Yeah, you could see it. He sold it quite well. Sold it quite well, actually. Yeah, he did. But Sting's in the crowd. Old Sting with Savage. Uh, Page bails and gets a chair, and the outsiders leave. It's trying to intimidate him, but it's layers of intrigue added onto the Sting stuff, the Savage stuff, the Page stuff, the outsiders stuff. The best stuff on the show. Yeah, you don't know where it's going, but you're liking the journey, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just little snippets every week, isn't it, pretty much? I did find it quite funny how Savage smacked his head off the fucking thing as he was walking back down. (laughs) (laughs) Is that that Hoovy in disguise? Is that Hoovy in disguise? But next up... We get something that could be pretty decent. Yep, yep. Who was it? It was the Earl of EDM, the Kaiser of Krautrock, the Viscount of Vorsprung Dirch Technique, the Baron of the Bear Keller, the Overlord of Oktoberfest, the Heir to Hasselhoff, the Duke of Dusseldorf, the Hamburg Hustler, the Mayor of Mönchengladbach, <laughs> the, gate- <laughs> the Gatekeeper of Gelsenkirchen, Commonsy Bitter Unlistened to Craftwork, Fennec Fartine, Hudson Younger, the Bratwurst Kid, Das Wunderkind, the Leather Jacket Lothario, Deutsche Techno Merza, Er ist der größte Tanzer, which means he is the greatest dancer in German, the Sauerkraut Saint, German Techno Twat, Alex Wright versus Super Callow. Always nice to see him. <laughs> you added about three on there, I swear. Fucking hell, that was I impressive. I certainly did. I certainly did. <laughs> This is a matchup I never oh. thought I'd see. <laughs> no, Super Callow looks like he's got a fucking smoking jacket on. Doubt if it's not the best, is it? For the best of times, though, is it? Let's be honest. No, that fucking hat. That fucking hat, and he's trying to keep it on all the time when he's doing fucking mad lucha shit. G- GTT looks the same as always. Leather jacket, pounding techno. Yeah. Lovely. Different colour trunks every time. <laughs> pink and green. Bit of pink, bit of green. Love it. Callow starts fucking fast, and so does, so does GTT. Yeah. Like Alex Wright's like kipping up all the t- it's like he's got his arm super callow and he's kipped up like three times. And but the second time he kips up kicked him in the face. I <laughs> thought if that was intentional, that's a great little move. If that was a botch, it worked. 
<laughs> it works for me, brother. That's it. Northern Light Suplex by GTT. Lovely. He's quite good, GTT. He's yeah, quite he. good. He is, man. They both miss a drop kick, but then uh, GTT catches him with a second. Callow fucking botches as he runs up to the top rope. Alex Wright unlike... fate saved it. Yeah, he mean? did. Yeah. That's what I mean. Unlike today, they didn't redo it. They just carried on. Yeah, they just made, they made out like it was a mistake in the match, which is good. Yeah. Flying crossbody uh, by Callow with a 7.2 on the arm drag on the Guerrero scale. Nice. GTT takes over with a wheel kick. Big dive off the top by Callow. He tries a second, but gets caught with a GTT-style drop kick. Alex Wright backflips off the top, not showing off. Head scissors. That was impressive, follows. That. That was impressive yeah. that backflip. But then they just like, they're all doing head scissors. It's like an absolute fest of it. And then GTT does a mad dive out. Superplex by Callow for two. Top rope head scissors. Goes up again. Misses a somersault off the top. Fucking Jesus, man. It was, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, a bit of a botch there. GTT top rope missile drop kick for three. Fuck me. It. I loved it. Much. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. The speed it. of fucking light, but fucking hell, it was great. A bit botchy, <laughs> obviously, but yeah, um, that one too. But I can. It was a nice, it was a nice deserved win for Alex. I only don't get many of them. I enjoyed that. No, he doesn't. <laughs> and I do enjoy a bit of Super Callo. So yeah, it was good shit, man. Next up, Conehead. Conehead <laughs> with Jimmy Hart versus Benoit with Woman. The question being, Mark, serious question: Can Go Chris on. Benoit? Make Conehead decent. I think he kind of did. I think he kind of did too. Conehead <laughs> jumps it, nice, and he. I like the fire from Conehead in this one. Yeah, went to fucking town on him. Yeah, did. But then he hit that pointless rolling clothesline, which you know takes away from the impact <laughs> of the actual clothesline. Don't he's get it. The, he's still a bit shit, but that gimmick is so much better for him. It suits him so much better, doesn't it? Yeah, of course it does. Was it? Was he call himself a cholo? A cholo, yes, yeah, yeah, he's something like that, and he. Oh, Benoit fights back fucking viciously. Yeah. Then, like, he tries to lift him up, but Conad clearly sandbags him. But it looks like a proper fight, a struggle. You wouldn't yeah, just let like someone fucking lift you, would you? Yeah. Huge superplex to Conad. Impact on that was naughty. Yeah, it was. But then uh, Conad hits Splash Mountain for two. It's at fucking breakneck pace, this, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of matches like that, though, but I quite liked it. It was good. <laughs> yeah. Lovely release German by Benoit. Jacqueline stomps down and goes after woman as Benoit nails heart on the apron. I'm thinking, now this is more like it with the horseman yeah. bullshit. Yeah. We want to see this Benoit-Sullivan thing evolve. Benoit takes the belt off. It turns out to be a belt, not a whip. Benoit takes it off Jacqueline, and she goes under the ring trap. There's a bit of awkward little moment in there. There was a bit awkward yeah, about it. No, but I love the fact that she's thinking, right, I've got no weapon, I'm going to fucking find one, because I'll fucking hit you with it, mate. Yeah, yeah, I see, I see that side of it. It's, yeah, that's fair play. And for once, there's literally nothing under the ring. <laughs> it's not a toolbox or a ladder or a yeah. fucking steel chair or something. <laughs> no barbed wire table, no fucking, you know, John Moxley barbed special. Barbed wire baseball bat, just yeah. randomly under there. Jimmy and Conehead drag her back, and she's going off her fucking head. She looked like and... a fucking bird getting like took away from a bloke on a night out, didn't it? Pissed up, you know what I mean? Someone's kicked off. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking stop it, Tony. It's not worth it. <laughs> that fucking but, scumbag. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I think it was a no. Was it a no contest? I can't remember the fucking finish. Yeah, it got thrown out. mental. I yeah, think, I think uh, Benoit lobbed Conan over the top rope, and it was a DQ from. Ah, uh, that'll be it. 
I think that was what they called it as. Yeah, that'll be it. But I'm just, I'm still fucking sat there going, no one's asked about Luger. The condition of Luger. Well, they haven't even mentioned it, have they? It's like, oh, they're not gone. Oh, he's gone to a local facility like they yeah. do in fucking WWF and all that. <laughs> they just say, <laughs> oh, he's not able to wrestle tonight. <laughs> That's it. So we get Jeff Jarrett versus Mongo with Roboto. Jeff Jarrett obviously gets a fucking huge pop. He's in his hometown. To be fair, that was probably the yeah. I think you. I think you're probably right. It was the Tarrant, wasn't it? It was the Tarrant. But he still looks like a cunt. Unfortunately, I don't want to give it to him, but I think you are right. In on reflection, it was definitely the Tarrant. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. I'm quite happy to give it to DDP because Jarrett. <laughs> Well, that's fine with me as well, to be fair. <laughs> Mongo's proper buzzing that he's got Jarrett, hasn't he? He's proper buzzing. He's like Love main it. event matching, he sort of, so I bet he's absolutely yeah, buzzing with it. <laughs> so fucking Jarrett struts, obviously, but Mongo jumps it while he's strutting. Lovely. Love that. Best thing Mongo's ever done. <laughs> uh, he, he comes up with a cock and down again, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, he does. Really, really fucking stiff clotheslines by Mongo. <laughs> yeah. Super stiff. I just thought, well, he can't work, can he, like, properly? So he's just fucking, just, just, just do it hard. In size and power. <laughs> he's proper levering him, and but then he misses an elbow drop. Jarrett takes over. Atomic drop, clothesline, top rope, crossbody gets two. The crowd are fucking bouncing. Well into it, aren't they? Well into it. Which is mad, because you wouldn't think anyone would be into this match. <laughs> no. He, he, he drop kicks Mongo over the top outside. He's getting counted. Roboto won't let Mongo back in. And the count was fast as fuck. It was way too fast. I was like, what the fuck? He's counting him out. That was a bit quick. <laughs> this Jar- obviously this Jarrett- Deborah Jarrett thing's gar- carrying on. I thought yeah, that was good, I still don't get it. I mean, Jarrett wins by count out, and Roboto looks dead chuffed that she's fucking got Jeff Jarrett a win. Is that going to be another affair that's coming out or something, you reckon, eventually? Probably. I mean, I didn't hate it. It furthers the Mongo and Jericho, uh, Jericho furthers the Mongo and Jarrett thing, which, you know, mm-hmm. we whinge that they don't further anything, when they, mm-hmm. but they're just furthering something that we think is a bit shit. Yeah. <laughs> but it's sort of a bit like the last match furthered the Benoit Sullivan stuff. I'm just glad it's like different feuds in the Horsemen, not this internal dissension shit. Yeah, I'm bored of that. I'm glad it, yeah, I'm glad it's other stuff, to be fair. And then I looked at my thing and I thought, oh, fuck, there's 10 minutes left. <laughs> there's a Hogan segment to come. <laughs> Big promo section. So I'm hoping Piper can pull this out of the bag again. Yeah. So Gene, Gene's in the ring and he calls out the icon. And out comes Piper, as it should be, with his son. With his kid, yeah. Bit weird. Yeah, I didn't really get the why. is Roddy Piper, a.k.a. Rubik's Cube. And I'm in Memphis, Tennessee, home of the king. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Elvis Presley. i tell you something. I'll never be an Elvis Presley, and Hulk Hogan will never be a Roddy Piper. I think we have a consensus opinion here tonight. You notice what a beautiful day it was, and then Hogan's plane land, and the rains came and washed all the crops away, you know. <laughs> they won. 
hosted by the WCW, Ted Turner. I like to talk to them too. Ted Turner. A chance at the shot at the world's heavyweight title. There's just something I don't understand. I already beat the guy. Did he ever? Do you think that the Green Bay Packers would play the Super Bowl all over again and give the Patriots another shot at it? No, they got the ball. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, w- I, I want to. I'm going someplace here. I want to introduce someone. This is my son Colt. Colt, I want you to say it's an honor to be in Memphis, Tennessee. It's an honor to be in Memphis, Tennessee. Tip off the old block. Uh, You know, folks, I've been on the road my whole life. I'm going to wind this up. Been on the road my whole life. You need a license to hunt in this world. You need a license to fish. But any jerk can have a baby. Takes a man to be a father. It's time that I grew up and become a man. I got six kids at home. And I appreciate the title shot, but no thank you. I got nothing to prove. Now, he's giving it big and he's like, he's Roddy Piper, a.k.a. Rubik's Cube. What was the reference there? That was lost on he's, me. He's, like. hard, he's hard to figure out and he's like a conundrum. Yeah, he's, yeah. yeah fair enough. He gets, he gets a cheap pop for putting over Elvis. He says he's no Elvis, but Hulk Hogan's no Piper massive pop. Yeah, that was a big one. That was a good line, massive, to be fair. Yeah, massive Roddy Chance. Talks about the title shot. He says he's already beat him, so why does he need to wrestle him again? Good point. Fair point. He introduces his son Colt, not Cabana, but Piper. <laughs> and Colt gets a pop for saying something about, you know, I like being in Memphis or some shit. I can't remember what he said. Yeah. But then... Then he goes on about some weird tangent about being a father and mentions his six kids as he always does. And then the NWO music plays as he's turning down the title show. He's saying, yeah, he's going to turn down the match. Yes, sir. This is not This is an intrusion, and I apologize. Uh, Please, well, 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 please, Terry. Terry, don't do this to me, man. Just a second, folks. Yo, yo, stop. I'm not out here. I'm not out here to do anything. Terry, I'm asking you from the bottom of my heart, man. Don't do nothing. Just let me go home, man. Well, you know, brother, that's kind of weak, Piper. Terry, please don't do this to me. Why don't you go ahead and drop your knees and beg for mercy, Piper? Claiming to be the icon. One second. Had a chance at the NWO heavyweight title, but because you're so humble, because you fought all your life to get where you're at, the one thing you've never been, Piper, is a world heavyweight champion. And let me tell you something, my friend. Bringing family out here. Bringing your boy out here. Don't tell me that you don't know what you're doing. You people better shut up. Or something real bad might happen. 
don't know what that means, but this is not the time nor the place, gentlemen. Well, you know, this is not the time or the place, and he knew that. It's a calculated risk, Piper. Don't tell me you didn't know what you're doing. And you know, Mr. Bischoff, now that we're looking at Piper face-to-face, and I said I would defend the heavyweight title tonight, it's kind of obvious that Piper doesn't want to get beat again. Yeah, let me ask you something, Roddy Piper. In front of all these people and our audience, tell the world the truth. Hollywood Hogan beat you like a drum. Tell them. Uh, Hulk Hogan. Uh, Hulk Hogan beat me uh, like a, like a drop. That's Hollywood Hogan. Protect Hollywood Hogan beat me uh, like a drop. Okay. Roddy, wait, wait a minute. You don't you don't have to do this in front of your son. You don't need to be humiliated like this. I just want to get out of here, okay? No, I, no, I don't no, blame no, you. No, 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 the party isn't over yet. No. Now I want you to straighten the record out and tell them when you go through the airports, when you go Christmas shopping with your family, when you go to school, who's the wrestler they talk about and who is the icon? Tell them that Hulk Hogan is the icon. Roddy, I said you don't have to do this. You don't have to be put through any more humiliation. Uh, Hulk, uh, <laughs> Hulk Hogan uh, is the icon, okay? Does that make you happy, man? You know what? It feels good to tell the truth, doesn't it? Hey, now that this is out in the air, brother, <laughs> I said I would wrestle you tonight. You got a buffer, a smoke screen. And the bottom line is this, I'm done with you. You talk about the Green Bay Packers, this is Green Bay right here. And my friend, calling you a coward is one thing. Saying you're yellow is another. But when it comes to maybe letting a seat belt hold you back, or maybe hiding behind a woman or a kilt, you, my friend, don't deserve to be called a coward. You, my friend, have sunk to the depths of humanity. You make me sick because you're hiding behind a kid. So why don't you just pack it up and get out of my sport now that you've admitted I'm the greatest and get out of my face. Roddy. Roddy, I, I, don't, I don't blame you. To come out here on a television show, popularity... So as they all come down, he looks shook. He looks pretty shook, Roddy, uh, as Hogan and Bischoff get in the ring. Obviously, the comms are selling it because he's got his kid there and he as well, which is quite yeah. good. I thought Piper saw it really well. He's going like, Terry, don't do this to me. Please, Terry, don't do this yeah. to me. That was good. That was, I thought it was good. fall a little bit, wasn't it? It was quite good, that. And then, to his eternal credit, Hulk Hogan was all right. Yeah, he was decent, to be fair. He wasn't bad at all. He says... Um, he Something about Piper brings some out of Hogan. I don't know what I don't know what yeah. it is. He always has to it's like a one upmanship, isn't it? It's like you know, Piper's Piper was like from the from the 80s, he was like the WWF Mike guy. He was the best guy on the yeah. mic when he was everything. Yeah. And he knows that Piper, him and Piper can draw money because Piper can draw him money 
by yeah, talking definitely. into yeah. the building. You know, the reason why Hogan drew money in the early, in like WrestleMania one and stuff was because he was against Piper. It could, it wasn't, it wasn't mm-hmm. that. It, I know Hogan was a draw. He was a big draw, but it was never like that early in his sort of tenure in the WWE. It was never Hogan versus anyone on the marquee or draw. It was like, you had to have, yeah, Piper had to have someone, a genuine friend type thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like the Andre thing. Nothing would have drawn that crowd yeah. than him versus Andre because it was the biggest match they could put on. So Hogan says he's weak. He asks him to beg. Hogan laughs at him being the icon and Bischoff does his best Richard Hammond, Brian Alvarez impression <laughs> and laughs his ass <laughs> off. Sidekick. Yeah. And it's it's like, to be fair, don't bring your son out. <laughs> yeah, you, know, yeah. you, know gonna, you know they're going to come out. So Hogan says Piper's never been the world champ. And Hogan's he's being serious and he's not doing a bad job. Fucking cartoony, is he? He's not giving it this and that. He's not talking about his films. It's like it was genuine, like exactly. it, was, yeah. it was all right. Yeah. And, and like he says, Piper knew exactly what he was doing, bringing his kid out. Yeah. He gets him he gets him to say Hogan beat him like a drum. He gets him to say Hogan's the icon. He says mm-hmm. he's hiding behind his son. He says he's sunk to the depths of humanity, which I thought was quite good. It was decent by Hogan. Good heel promo, to be fair. And Piper starts walking out, and Hogan starts slapping him on the back of the head, and he lets the lad go and goes to fucking town on the bear, on the pair of them to what I thought would be the Tarrant, but <laughs> it, yeah, it could have been. I don't know. I don't know. I think I got caught up in the DDP thing. It's, it's clouded my judgment. <laughs> Because it's I love work, CDP man. so much, but yeah, you're right. But I don't know if it was because the recording cut. I didn't get the full pop. But like my recording jumped. I don't know if it was the same one. Yeah, mine did as well. Yeah. So I don't know if I got the full whack of it. Do you know what I mean? But it was fucking electric. To be fair, and it's quite nice to see fucking Piper actually get a bit. You know, get, get his, something. Get yeah. his shit in. Yeah. The last few times he's just been. He's got like two seconds, and he gets battered with a chair or something. Yeah, because the rest of them come down, and it's like fucking eight versus him, but. Bischoff, Bischoff stands on the apron with a chair and does literally fuck all. Well, I don't know chair. what that was. What was he doing? Was he trying to throw at him? Or like, I didn't know what the crack was. Like, he didn't even step in, did he? <laughs> I don't know. DiBiase throws Hogan's belt in for Hogan to grab, but Piper grabs it yeah. and then he launches it at Bischoff, which fucking made me chuckle. It was, it was really good actually by Piper. The, like, he's so fiery isn't he, in those situations. It's so cool. Hogan then bails and they run up the ramp as Piper holds the belt and shouts, San Francisco, let my fist go. <laughs> it was good. It's quality, that. It is good he stuff. Fi- yeah, man, he said he was fighting at Super Brawl, so let the games begin. I thought it was a good, a really good way to sign off for the show, to be fair. I thought it was an excellent end to a... Well, not a so-so show, but an average show. It wasn't it was dog decent. shit, was it? Yeah. Decent. There's some good stuff on it. I think the end was good, definitely. Yeah, I think Piper always had to spark, even though you know the, we know the match won't be a classic. No, but, it's the, but sometimes all you need is that build, isn't it? Like, yeah, you just buzz when Piper fires up, mate. He's, he's you know, he's always been. The yeah, same. there's not many like him, is there? When he gets going, a couple of other bits furthered as well, slightly. You know, tag four yeah. way. I'm assuming. Yeah, Sixteen, old Jarrett and Mongo, ADP, yeah, yeah Benoit and Sullivan. Hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't a bad show for them. To be fair, it was, it was one of the best ones we've seen in a while. For me, anyway. Yeah, and you sort of 
like the, the night after the pay per view, they don't tend to do much. But like once it's a couple of weeks away, they start they start putting it in, don't they? Yeah, definitely. So I didn't think it was bad, and do you know what? It was it was a good easy watch. The matches didn't fucking drag. No, sometimes it, it, I, when I watched it, I thought, yeah, I, I watched it all in one go. To be honest, I thought it was a really yeah, good me show. It was. It was sometimes you've got to take a step away thirty minutes here, forty minutes there. I mean, I, this one it flowed quite well actually. Yeah, I, I can't really fault it. There was no really dog shit matches on it, and no, not really. So. What was your match of the night? You're going to laugh, but it's Alex Wright and Super Gallo. <laughs> really? No, I'm not going to laugh. I, I, I didn't mind that at all. I didn't mind at all. I'm going to have to it, say... Would have been, it would have been the tag match if there was a finish. That was the only thing. I didn't like the finish. That was all. I liked the finish. I just didn't like the fact that fucking Public Enemy were involved. If it was the faces, just... I, I'm going to say the tag match because I, I, yeah. I, it's just my my kind of thing, that. Um, yeah, that's fair enough. I didn't mind Dino versus Enos either, to be fair. There's some, there's some good little matches, a couple of minutes. Yeah, Dinos. <laughs> Mike Enos, what a Dinos. <laughs> MVP, mate. It's, it's got to be Piper, hasn't it? Piper was electric at the end. He did oh, he did, the, he did, he did the like the sympathetic baby face well, and then he did the fucking fired up baby face amazingly well. So Great. it's got to be. I've got to give credit to Hogan, though, tonight. You know, nope. it's, yeah. So what was your segment of the night? I think the end segment, the main event segment, was fucking yeah. class. Shadow of a doubt, it was it was fucking great. You're not going to give it to Hogan segment often, but that was brilliant. Uh, Dick of the it day, was. probably public enemy for ruining what could yep. have been easily the match yep. of the night for me. But it's obviously, you gave it. <laughs> no, but you know, I have to. I have to just pretend they're dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't really have to life. pretend at the moment, but they are in real life. But yeah. Um, I just, I just can't warm up, warm up to him if I was cremated next to him. They're fucking shocking, aren't they? <laughs> They're shite. They really are. Barnet of the night for me personally, Benoit's feathered what bullet about, because it what wasn't about fake wet. Luger in the back. <laughs> oh, fake Luger's. <laughs> I've only it's got this Rick Flair wig, slash Luger, Luger wig. <laughs> Rick Fluger. <laughs> Lex Fluger. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right, we'll have to go double doubles up then with that because Benoit's when he when his mullet's not wet. I mean, it's bad when it's wet, but when it's not wet, fuck me. <laughs> what the fucking Deirdre Barlow job or whatever. <laughs> that's a proper Gale Platt atrocity <laughs> exhibition, isn't it? It's awful, actually, isn't it? <laughs> well, that's another one in the bag in the box. We're on the on the march to Super Brawl. Yeah, could be interesting. Couple Should of weeks interesting. left. Next. Yeah, yeah. I think we've got two more nitros. I think we've got the tenth, which is going to be our next show, and then the seventeenth is a go home show, and then I think the uh, Super Bowl is on the twenty third of February. So, and we'll start seeing the car come together over the next couple of nitros. We'll go through the car, obviously, once yeah. you know on the go home show. But it's actually it, it got a lot better than last week. Yeah, it was definitely a lot better. I don't mind this little squat, like some of the squash matches, you know, three to five minutes. Because, yeah, you, as long as you put them in with people who you don't want to see beat, because you could you think they've got something like e- Enos. Don't get me wrong, I don't mind Enos, but he's clearly not going anywhere, is he? No, you know what I mean? but he, he gives enough, doesn't he? Yeah, that's the yeah. same thing. Yeah, like this is this is where Bobby Eaton could come in fucking great. Yeah, 
you yeah, give, him, give him five six minutes, and he'll get he'll get your baby face. Uh, you'll get your heel over easily. Yeah, for sure. He's quality. He is. Anyway, right. Well, if you want to interact with us, as always, on the old Twitter, it's at Adjective Pod. If you want to download us, we are on a veritable smorgasbord of podcasting platforms. If you want to uh, give us a like or subscribe on Spotify, five-star Davey Meltzer will do. Yeah, please get that average up. (laughs) Yeah. Give us a Chrissy Chrissy Jezza missile dropkick or even an Alex Wright dropkick. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that'll be the new one. German techno dropkick. Right on that subscribe button, please. Like I said just a minute ago, our next uh, show will be the 10th of February 1997 on the march to Super Brawl. I'm, I'm quite... This show's perked me up for it. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to it now. Next couple of weeks... But we always get lulled in by Hogan. He has like one or two good weeks and then he just completely just bullshits it, doesn't he? Yeah, when he has a few good weeks, you think, oh, here we go. And then, you know, he could be back to fucking flexing next week. (laughs) We'll see. It could be woeful. It could be great. I can't remember if this is the Alcatraz one. But you. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, you've got got to see. Oh, just. Wait, wait till we get there. It's in, okay, San, Francisco. It's okay. in San Francisco, isn't it? So it's got to be. Right. You'll see. You'll see. <laughs> sake, I forgot about that. So just <laughs> Not doing it on Alcatraz Island, are they? The fucking show. <laughs> uh, you'll see. You'll see. Right. So if that's uh, that's everything, any further business, Mark? Uh, no, nothing else to report this week. Well, I'll say the infamous two words. Rey Mysterio. Cheerio. The preceding podcast gimmick, it was paid for by Look at the Adjective.